Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to <laughs> Rag Tag Radio. We are coming to you from various locations in the U.S. of A., we want to thank everybody for tuning in and reaching out and, and being a part of Ragtag over the last almost year now that we've been in existence. Well, I guess it would be a year now. And uh, we encourage everybody to continue to be involved, much like how life does every day and evolves and changes, so does Ragtag. And as we move along, we'll be taking on different topics, educating people, learning ourselves, and trying to continue to affect positive outcomes through uh, awareness and other means. Tonight's episode is basically going to be a roundtable, and we would, uh, obviously we want people to participate and join in. You can email us, media at ragtagpatriots.com. We do watch that during the program if you want to send us anything. Uh, we'll be glad to, if it's relevant to what we're discussing, we'll be glad to talk about it. Or you can call in using the TalkShoe uh, call-in number for those of you that are listening online, 724-444-7444. Enter in call ID 142-127. Then it'll ask for a PIN number. Simply press 1 in the pound key, and voila, you are here. Our panelists this evening will be all women, the young and vivacious Tricia, the just as young and vivacious Barbara, and their mentor and the matriarch of that group, the <laughs> past middle-aged Tammy Sharp. <laughs> so. And I am Fabian, <laughs> the host and moderator of this program. Now, Sexist this evening... Ages. <laughs> I am I am the young pup of this group. I am a spry forty years old. Just barely. You are Just barely. Anyway, now since I'm here with these uh, AARP inductees, <laughs> let us get the let us get the show on the road. Okay, so. This evening, as everybody knows, we've kind of taken a shift of of really trying to make people aware of the dangers of Islam, not radical Islam, not peaceful Islam, Islam. Okay? It's all dangerous. It's all bad. Sharia law sucks, and that's just the way it is. All right. First topic is, uh, some of you may have read in the newspaper a couple of days ago, Monday, that there is a principal at a... Muslim-run school that has a, quote, child bride, end quote, that also attends said school. Now, evidently, and, and I don't know all of the details, maybe one of you, 
fastidious ladies may, um, exactly how he's able to get by with that or if that's in a symbol only, is that, you know, how they're doing that. But the authorities don't seem to be making a move. And here's a guy that's in charge of children, young, impressionable minds. So the question I would first pose out to each of you, and we'll start with Tammy and then Trish and then Barb, is he truly a danger? And what, if anything, should we do? He's a pedophile. You want to know what I did to him? Uh, Remember, this is a family program, and we do like to keep it PG. I just like to double tap right on that forehead. Uh, $1.98. Basically, you'd spend $1.98. Is that correct? Whatever it takes. Well, most rounds are 99 cents, so you'd spend $1.98. All right, Tricia. I agree with Tammy. And yes, he is a pedophile. But he's not being convicted as a pedophile. And nobody seems to be addressing the bigger issue here. Okay. Well, they're not going to because it's his religion and they don't want to offend anybody. They make anybody feel uncomfortable. (laughs) So, is there any proof that he has touched this child in a sexual way? There's no proof, um, considering the circumstances. That's what people will look at, are the circumstances. Okay. So we should remove this principle just because his religion says that he can have a child bride even if he's done nothing to this child. That's not the point. Then tell me the point. The point is that he married her to begin with. I mean, I don't care if it's West Virginia or Kentucky. He eventually, if he married her, he's eventually going to do like Muhammad. That's what Muhammad tells his people to do in the Sunni and the Hadith. But who recognized the marriage? Because when I did a search trying to find any marriage records that were... State. I think he, I think he married her overseas. I think he married her in the Middle East. Because I couldn't find anything. Because that's the, not that isn't even legal here in the in the states. You are correct. It's not. The big thing is, is that the United States does not recognize marriages in Arab countries. We don't recognize marriages from Saudi Arabia, Kuwait, Iraq, Iran. Then, then he's guilty of kidnap. Yep. Because so. it's not his child. So again, I go back to what should we do? What should the what should law enforcement or authorities do? Well, they need to get in touch with the Department of Education. I understand that they went to somebody. I believe it was the commissioner, and the commissioner wouldn't do anything about it. Well, then the parents, all forty-seven of them, I understand there are forty-seven children there. Pull them out of the school. I wouldn't tolerate it as a parent. I think HHS needs to get involved. And remove him from him. 
how did he become a principal anyway? Well, because they like to infiltrate and then dominate. Now, is he a principal of a regular school or a Muslim school? Oh, it's a regular school. Then he needs to be removed, ASAP. Now, from, and, you know, I'll go back to, I'll go back to this, and, and I, I want to let people know that, that when I pose these questions, it's not because I agree or disagree with something. It's just simply because we want to think everything all the way through and, and talk about both sides. Now, it just so happens in this one there's not really an upside, um, but there's a bigger picture here, okay? And let me, yeah, let, let me play this out. In 2014, when the ruling came down that same-sex marriages were going to be recognized on this very program, on this very call, well, not this very call, but this very program, I made the statement of we have just opened Pandora's box because we were going to open up for bestiality, polygamy, pedophilia, machinophilia, etc., etc. And there were some that argued with me, and not our current board of directors, but there were those that argued with me that that wouldn't be the case. So we now have in our, and, and let's put the fact that this guy's Muslim aside for a moment, and let's go a different direction. Most college professors that teach psychology, sociology, and different types, uh, even some medical, have said that pedophilia is a natural and should be accepted practice. Okay? Sorry. Again, not saying it should be, but there has been a very hard push for this to be done. There is currently a lawsuit in the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals for that very thing. But they've been very smart how they filed this. They filed it with a 13-year-old because their age of consent in, in some states is 13. My goodness. Okay. So you watch to see if they don't try to get some laws retroactive. For example, Georgia used to be 13 years of age. Kentucky, 13 years of age. I think in West Virginia, you just had to have been missing four or five teeth and you were considered eligible. So, uh, And then there's also a lawsuit, and, and those of you that, that read a lot of the news are going to have seen this one on the news, that a guy married his laptop. Yep. I okay. saw that. And he has now sued a baker... And I this this is by this is by design. It is the same baker that is being sued by a gay couple because he refused to bake a cake because it went against his religious beliefs. And he said, "You know what? I'm baking this cake. You know, my services go to those who I want it to. You have the right to refuse services to anybody." Well, what we end up having here is. This lawsuit 
how this was able to go forward, I just kind of have to shake my head. But it is being allowed to go forward. Calling Dr. Freud. God help us all. So I have some serious concerns that we may be traveling down a very bad road. Let's go to another one. Because then they're going to say, and, and this is where I'm concerned, I think that sexual orientation or gender identity is, and and guys, I know we're going to go in several different directions right here, but it all comes back to the same thing. Number one, for those of you that are calling for a constitutional convention or a convention of the states or whatever you want to call I don't trust them to open a cotton bottle and pull out the co- open an aspirin bottle and pull out the cotton. I would never trust them in the convention of states. Uh-uh. Let, let me tell you all, for those of you that are supporting it, I want you to go into your bathroom right now. I want you to look in the mirror. I want you to say, you are stupid. Then I want you to bang your head. I want you to bang your head against the kitchen sink until it hurts. Or, excuse me, the bathroom sink. Look up in the mirror. If you still feel that you want a convention of states, please bang your head some more. Because. In the Bill of Rights, they can adjust it to include gender identity, sexual orientation. Those are mistakes. Then you open up a you open up a whole lot more because then preachers are not allowed to speak out against the immorality of homosexuality or bestiality or any other number of things. For it says in Second Timothy chapter 3, For in the last days so shall it be in the days of Noah. For men shall be lovers of men without natural affection. And those are probably some of the, the most important words out there. Those three words. Without natural affection. If we get if those become protected classes, then people like this principal, people like the guy with the laptop, which I'm still trying to figure that one out. Uh huh. He married his laptop. Um then you know you're going down other roads. You've got the guy from Sister Wives off of T L C who currently has a lawsuit in Utah and in Nevada. Okay, they're kind of playing both for hey, since marriage can be easily redefined and it's deemed that same sex marriages are there, then why don't we just go ahead and allow polygamy? Because if people want to be married to multiple people, then you know, why not? So, well, the Mormons used to do that. They're saying, well, polygamy, whereas the Mormon church has has come in and said, hey, you know, we're going to ban this, wink, wink, nod, nod. I can tell you from experience, okay, that the Mormon church still recognizes polygamy, polygamous marriages. Well, they sure don't they publi- do. They don't publicly 
But the Mormon church is a cult. It is very dangerous. Okay? There's a guy went in undercover in there and was within the church hierarchy for four years. And he said that it is the stuff that he discovered. They're basically a bunch of Satanists. Mm-hmm. I can't wait until uh, Leah Remini's doing the second part of her Scientology and more people are starting to come out. It's going to get good. Y'all better get your popcorn. Well, Scientology is incredible anyway. I love her. I love the pictures. So, that's yes, why they Katie are Holmes, That's why Katie Holmes left Tom Cruise. Well, well it's she not, had a contract with Tom Cruise for five years, just like did. Nicole well, Kidman. And Nicole Kidman kept her into the deal, and then she went off and married a country crooner. So, um, anyway, this this all comes back to every bit of this. comes back to cuts and gashes, cuts and gashes, okay? Death by a thousand cuts. That's it, death by a thousand cuts. Because the Muslims get into our court systems and they use it against us. And that's what they're working on now. Sooner or later, and y'all mark my words on this, we will see some form of legalization for child brides. Don't know how they'll oh, do it. I believe in 2020 we'll have a Muslim party candidate. Mm, I don't yeah. doubt it because they are trying to put together their own political party. And unfortunately, well, fortunately for Republicans, we're not stupid enough to fall for it. Democrats will split. <laughs> okay. Democrats will split. So. Well, they love me so much. <clears throat> All right. Anybody else got any anything else to say on that particular myriad of a topic? I wonder, I wonder the guy who married his laptop. I wonder if he had his mouth stand up for him. I'm not even going. I'm, well, I'm, I'm not going to touch that one. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just wondering if if whenever he gets bored with one hard drive, he just puts in another. <laughs> Oh, I'm just saying. like gender? like gender? You know, instead of getting a, <laughs> instead of getting breast augmentation, he just gets drive augmentation. <laughs> He's like, honey, your motherboard just ain't doing it for me no more. I'm getting a new one. I'm wondering if getting a new motherboard is like getting remarried. Oh my goodness! Yeah, the saying. other hard drive would that be community property? No. <laughs> <laughs> would that be considered a threesome if there were two hard drives? Oh my god! <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! I'm just saying. That guy needs some deep therapy. But well, I'm just trying to figure out where he puts his memory stick. <laughs> In his pocket. 
If you're tuning in, you are listening to Ragtag Radio, where we've taken about five minutes and went to Ragtag After Dark. We do apologize. Okay. Guest number five is now calling up all his friends. Boy, you should live out Oh, I wonder if Anthony Weiner got engaged Ooh. to his laptop. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so then you could call it Laptop Weiner. Or would it be Weiner Laptop? Weiner Laptop. No, it would be Weiner Laptop. Who? Can you, can you imagine if he went to prison? No. <laughs> he did. Okay. He's, been in, he's been in West Middle Tennessee over there at that horse camp. Right. He gets sentenced. Getting there. He gets sentenced. He get, doesn't he get sentenced next month? Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Was it considered cheating if he uses an external hard drive on his computer? <laughs> Don't drop an, your soap, Anthony. Is it an out of the home? Is it? Is it an out of the, uh, you know, since the computer is separate, plug-in, is it considered an extramarital affair? Oh. An external hard drive? Oh. Had thought about that. Think, he'd be mad, think the laptop would be mad if he put a screensaver up of another laptop with more features? Ooh. Uh-oh. I'm just saying. Okay, moving on. Well, I suggest <laughs> Anthony... I suggest Anthony doesn't drop his soap if he goes to prison. Well, you know, I'm thinking maybe they'll put him in the same cell as Jared, and they can talk about <laughs> footlong subs. <laughs> okay. He needs to go to prison. Anthony and Jared. Wow. K-I-S-S-I-N-G. Well, you do know that... that. Then he could always say whenever he's walking in the cell, hey, I went to Jared's. <laughs> I went to Jared's. Every kiss begins with K. Okay. This, Jared's this not one. going to jail. Jared's already in jail. Oh, Jared's badly in jail. He got 15 oh. years. Okay. I'm thinking of long Jared. Well, you do know that uh, Jared, the guy from Subway, you know, eat fresh. He took that too literally. Oh, oh my Lord, Fabian. He forgot the phrase, 16 will get you 20. 15 <laughs> got him 15. <laughs> and you know oh what's pathetic? You know He's what's lucky pathetic? to fall. You know what nailed him? He went across the state line. Oh, yeah. Federal slammer. He's up at Club Ped. Up in uh, Pennsylvania. Wow. <clears throat> well, but you know okay. what? In 10 years, that'll be a protected class, and they have to let them all out. I got I got a topic. Do you think that uh, all these reports now that President Trump wrote the narrative for Don Jr.? Yes. You think he did? I do. Yeah, the White that's, House. The White House said he did. Yep. What? What you, what you talking about, Will? 
I received an email about that today. Fox News reported earlier today that the White House um, is stating that Donald Trump helped with uh, the statement. That could be trouble. What statement? Y'all, I'm working. Y'all have to fill me in now. I'm sweating. Well, Tammy, you can come off of Dickerson Pike for a while to catch up on the news. But <laughs> um, Donald Jr. issued a statement about his involvement in meeting with the Russians. Stop inviting people to your church, man. Sorry. Who did that? He did what with the Russians? Anyway, he released a press statement about his involvement with the meeting with the Russian, whatever he met with, and it come out that Donald Trump's the one that wrote the statement. Oh, dear God. They still haven't found any collusion. There's more evidence out there that Hillary colluded with them than anything, and they continue to go on and on and on and run that mouth. Well, Mueller's beginning to look uh, at the Clinton Foundation and uh, their involvement in the Russia Russian collusion. Hey, Debbie Wasserman Schultz is in this up to her eyeballs. Those Armand brothers that she had working for her, she paid them over $4 million. They were from Pakistan. Who was, it? Who was hidden in Pakistan? Those boys had passwords to Almost all the Democrats. Yep. Those boys, I believe, were involved in Seth Rich's murder. Seth Rich was an IT guy, and he figured out that they were down, the Armand brothers were downloading and stealing stuff and were probably part of the leak. And that's how he got killed. And uh, the Armand brothers have actually, I believe, they're the ones that that um, have, were doing the, um, what do you call it, the uh, hacking. I believe they were the one that's doing the hacking and went in the DNC and made it look like the Russians did it. Because if we can buy the software, if anybody can buy the software and, and put the Russians' fingerprints on it, the Democrats can certainly do that. Yep. yep. And this whole this whole thing was Debbie Watson was a man Schultz and uh, the one of the other brothers has been, he has been under investigation since February. And I don't know if y'all saw the clip of her where they were after one of them because of her laptop. They, were try, they came to get to confiscate her laptop. And he ran with it and hid it in another building, and they found it. And, and Debbie Wasserman Schultz sat there and threatened the Capitol Police. Yeah, I've I've, I've sat in the room. And told them that there would be ramifications. Well, here's the thing, y'all. The FBI still has not looked at the DNC's computers, nor nor their servers or anything. So they're taking all this hacking just by they know that they were hacked. The DNC won't get the computers. They don't want them to look at it because they'll figure out that they, they were the ones that were doing the hacking. They hacked the DNC and they hacked the uh, the Republicans also. But the Republicans were smart enough to go through and make everybody change their passwords and everything. Mm-hmm. But, but I'm telling you, 
Debbie was a man Schultz was she's in this up to her eyeballs. And mm-hmm. that guy, that guy, did you, was it Tony Shipley that was talking about that they, he had rented his house, he had rented one of the houses and he, that's the one he took the loan out on. And that's really what they were coming after was loan fraud. He took the loan out on the house and didn't even own the house. This military guy was renting the house. And he, when they came to get um, some of the computer stuff and everything that was there, the guy was military, and he noticed that it was military equipment. And he called some of his friends in the military and said, hey, you guys got to come out here and see this. They had servers and computers and everything in this house. Well, they came and got it. And when Omar came back to get one of the brothers came back to get it, he said, dude, your stuff is gone. <laughs> the government had confiscated it, and that's, that was another thread made them go after him. But he didn't get out of town in time. He didn't get out of town in time enough. He, he I forget how much the loan was for the house. It was like $2 million or something like that, and they discovered he didn't even own the house. He didn't even have custody of the house, but he got a loan against it, and he was going back to Pakistan with his wife and his uh, uh, rest of his family, and they caught him at the airport. He, how much did he have in his pocket? One hundred and sixteen thousand dollars. He I had a lot of money. He had a lot of money, and Deb, they say Debbie was a man. Schultz was uh, unconsolable, but she's just been uh, barely able to function. I thought, I guess so. If they people start putting two and two together. If I can figure it out, I know they can figure it out, and it's going to bring down the Democratic Party because they're, the ones, they're the ones that took down Bernie. Yep. Yeah. Here's the thing, too. Debbie, I want to be a man, Schultz, yeah. was going to continue to pay him hush money yep. once he got back over to Pakistan. Yeah, why would you do that? Why would you pay somebody $4 million? Exactly. Yeah. I can't wait till the truth comes out about this. This might knock Russia off the front pages. So she had to fire him. Oh, big deal. She fired him after he was arrested. <laughs> that doesn't say guilt with a capital yeah, T. She finally, she finally fired him after he was arrested. But the latest is, is her brother, her brother-in-law, is on the investigation Oh, smack. Oh. Yeah. So. We need to get on, excuse me. We need to get on that. And, I'm blocked yeah. from her Facebook page, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I wish, I wish Hannity would pick it up. Well, he was on the Seth Rich thing for a long time, but. Uh, yeah. Oh, that family was told to be quiet. Well, because, well, only because they said the fa- you know, it was for the family. No, that family knows if you're quiet, they they aren't ever going to that, solve that murder. And they probably told him he's done something wrong. Even if they were told to back off. Yeah, the family well, was told by the the DNC, they were told by the DNC to back off. Yeah. yeah. 
the the Democrats don't want a lot of stuff coming out. No. I'm just I'm just going to tell y'all. Okay, let's move on to a couple of other topics. And uh, the Democrats, you got to realize something. They've got the media in their pocket right now. Mm-hmm. And now I will tell you that conservative media or right-wing media or alternate right-wing, whatever you want to call it, isn't helping their case much because a lot of the stuff they're putting out there is clickbait. And Patricia, can yeah. you tell us what clickbait is? Fake news. And can you tell us, do we ever see any of it posted in our private chat? You probably do. Yes, we do. <laughs> I'm just putting you on the spot. But anyway. Not so, that any of us would ever do that on purpose. <laughs> um, okay. Anyway. And other organizations, and everybody knows my deal with the Tea Party, so I won't go on a rant against the Tea Party. But the problem is there's so many little organizations out there that think they know what they're talking about, then they don't. And it helps, it dilutes the message that needs to be out there. And we need to be focusing on health care and infrastructure and focusing on deregulation. The stock market is at an all-time high. Why is it at an all-time high? because the president has signed a lot of deregulation orders. Okay, why are we seeing uh, the president just did a couple of other things that were very beneficial to businesses, uh, has signed some major coal agreements with other countries to put West Virginia back to work. So there's a lot of good stuff going on that nobody's talking about. And they're not um, going to. I'm sorry? They're not going to. Okay, I'm going to bring up a topic, and some of you are going to know what this topic is. Some of you aren't. Um, I will give a brief history of it after I tell what's going on. And this is out of Ragtag's wheelhouse, but it's it touches on a topic that I think we need to, to talk about because Obama spent a lot of time doing the very thing we're going to discuss. Uh, how many of you on this call are familiar with the Lily Lid murders? The who? Lily lid murders happened in 1997 in Greene County here um, at a rest stop. The family was from Knoxville, Tennessee. They were Jehovah's Witnesses. They were kidnapped, taken on a back road, Lonesome Pine Trail, uh, out here, and they were shot and then run over with the vehicle. Ooh. Hmm. Anybody aware of that case? No, nope. I don't recall it. Well, there yeah. was five teenagers from Kentucky led by Natasha Cornett. She, uh, Satanist, self-professed, still professed Satanist to this day. Um, The judge that the day of the trial, we were all there, all the emergency responders, everybody that responded to that case uh, was at the courthouse because we had all been subpoenaed as witnesses. They walk up onto the steps. Uh, We watched them walk into the courthouse. And uh, they were going to get the death penalty. The the district attorney, Berkeley Bell, had asked for the death penalty. Well, to avoid the death penalty, because the evidence was overwhelming, they arrested them in their van at the Arizona-Mexico border. Um, they all pleaded guilty. 
Now, why I bring this up is because at the time of the guilty plea, one of the young men was 15 years old. He has filed, and, and four of the five have already filed for sentencing relief, and they ain't going to get it. Because here were the charges. Two counts of first-degree murder. One count of second, or excuse me, yeah, two counts of first-degree murder, one count of second-degree murder, one count of attempted first-degree murder, burglary, uh, a whole list of charges. And they all got lots of time. Well, last year the Supremes made a ruling that children involved in capital crimes that are under the age of 18 should not be given a life sentence without the possibility of parole. Okay. As a result of this ruling, there was also a ruling in 2012. The young man has filed a an appeal with the Sixth Circuit asking that his sentence be vacated and he be resentenced. Now, what makes this important is he filed it in Middle Tennessee. The crime happened here in East Tennessee, and most federal courts, they will kick it to whatever court is in that district. So he filed it to keep it out of this court system because the judge that sentenced him, James the Hammer Beckner, Okay, you did not want to get James Beckner has given out more years than any other judge in the history of the state of Tennessee. And by the way, he's proud of that fact. Okay, and I don't blame him. I mean, you know, he was trying to do a public service. The reason I bring this up is because under Obama, the Obama administration, a lot of leniency was given to people that had extremely long prison sentences. And here's my question. He's asking for the possibility of parole. He has served 20 years in the attorney center in Nashville. The uh, He has, by all accounts, he's done everything he should have done as an inmate, much like O.J. Simpson. Okay, Different crimes, obviously, but he is going to be given the opportunity for parole, most likely based on that Supreme Court ruling. Uh, what did he do, and how old was he? He was 15, and he was with five people that murdered, shot uh, Delphi, shot Peter, shot Sarah, and shot Vidar. And you know what? I remember their names because that was the most nasty scene I'd ever worked in my life. We picked that baby up out of that ditch. Peter was two at the time. Oh, Lord. We picked that baby up out of that ditch. He's blind. He's alive, by the way. He's the only one that survived. He lives in Switzerland. He cannot see. He has brain damage. He can function, but not fully. And so I, I'm I'm asking this and to see what you all say. And it goes back again to federal stuff, which we talk about. But most likely he's going to be given a chance at parole. He's admitted his involvement. He's admitted exactly what he's done, yada, yada, yada. 
Should he ascend, should he be allowed parole? Or should he be allowed an opportunity of parole, I guess would be more important. And if so, why? And if not, why? I'll have to really see the ins and outs of the case because at 15, what year was this? 1997. He's 35. I'm starting to remember it. I'll be glad to give you any details of the case you want. I was there. I don't need details. I'm starting to remember. I can tell you the tire tracks that was on the three that were murdered because they run over them and then they backed up over them again to make sure they were dead. Now, all of them, including Natasha Cornett, said that she was the ringleader and she made the decisions. Should that 15-year-old be given a chance for parole? No. Why not? He took three lives and ruined the baby's life. He was 15 years old. His His brain wasn't fully formed. And he may not have been aware of the consequences of some of the actions they took. At 15, I'm going to say yes, he was. At 15, it's a proven fact that your brain's not fully developed and that you have no sense of danger. Maybe not a sense of danger, but Fabian, your kids know right from wrong. Exactly. I'm not making excuses. As a matter of fact, personally, well, never mind, but... uh, Again, I, I worked that scene, okay? I know. I saw what happened. I'm sorry. That, I, that I, was my first oh. murder scene that I've ever worked. That was the first murder scene that we got called to. Your we didn't know it was a murder scene be, at the time we got called to it, but... Your brain may not be fully developed, but by the time I was 15... I knew right from wrong, and sure. I knew, you know, you know, murder was wrong. Can a fifteen-year-old so, be rehabilitated? Do we take into and, account that Natasha Cornett was the ringleader and that she had undue influence over these kids? Yes, but he knew. What he, but he knew what he was doing was wrong. No. No, he's a pathological murderer. I'm sorry, no. Let him stay in jail. Let him rot there. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, why should he have freedom when the people that he killed, he ended their lives? Well, y'all, honest to God, um, the Bible doesn't talk about putting people in jail and in prison. You either well, do your restitution. It actually does. Well, you I don't care be if he. I don't care if he handed out communion to the warden. <laughs> so do we? Show him the grace that was shown us on the cross. Okay, if he were let out, then I would say he he needs to wear one of those ankle bracelets for the rest of his life. 
Well, I don't know about the rest of his life. I mean, he's 35. He could still have a productive life. And surely to goodness he learned a skill or something in jail. I bet he did, but I don't think they want him to be practicing it. <laughs> Fabian. He would kill again. Think so? Yeah, I do. I don't know. I think they, you know, they have the measurements or quantifiers that um, kind of give them some indication if they will, will reoffend. They have a test, a psychological test that they can do. And I was reading some case, I forget what case it was, and out of a score of 40, this guy scored 35. So he was definitely a psychopathic, you know, killer. So, and he would reoffend again. So, no, I think he knew right from wrong. And whether she let him into it, whether she influenced him, makes no difference. He knew what he was doing was wrong. And, you know, just because he's been a good boy for the last 20 years, give him a gold star. Okay, well, well, let me put let me put it a different way. Let's say the past 20 years he's been in the clink. And... <laughs> In the clink, he found Christ. And not jailhouse Christ, but Christ. Okay? And he's demonstrating... Christ after they're in jail. You know what? Sometimes it takes being put in jail to remember who Christ is. Because he'll remove everything out of your life to make you remember who he is. Okay, we are taught to forgive the sinner... Absolutely not. Let me let me correct that. Stop. Let me correct that right now. We have never. We have never. Barbara. Yeah, you're sorry because you got caught. I found Christ. I found Christ because I got caught. Barbara, stop. First of all, let me correct something Trisha said. You show me where it says love the sinner and hate the sin. It ain't there. But I will tell you, you're on to something. But let me explain to you about something. Because you were about to say, love the sin or hate the sin. If Christ, if God the Father can forgive that young man of those three murders, and he wipes it away, if his heart is pure and he wipes it away... And he cleanses it. Who are we to say, you know what? No, I can't forgive that. He didn't offend me. That's not something that he needs to ask for my forgiveness. But that's the that's the thing. He has to reach out to the family. All I'm simply saying, all I'm all the only question I'm asking is. Does this young man deserve a chance at parole? No. It was a heinous crime, I, I will tell you. 
I, I had never, at that point, I'd never seen bodies do what those bodies did. We were in the bushes on the side of the road puking. So I, here's my question. Does this young man deserve a chance at parole? Tammy, yes or no? Yeah. Barbara, yes or no? No. Trisha, yes or no? As much as I want to say no, I have to say yes. And speaking as a guy that worked that scene and saw it firsthand, I too believe that he deserves a second chance. Because what do we gain as a society by locking somebody up in a cage, especially if they can demonstrate that they have learned something from their incarceration? Maybe Why, the just reason. Because he so? Maybe the reason that that family was put here on earth was to win that soul to Christ. How do we know they weren't? How do we know that 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 wasn't their sole purpose in life? was that it would lead to that soul being written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Anyway. What? Just what? because he says he's sorry? Uh, just because he says he's been a no. good boy? Just because but he says, well, look, you know, we should let him out? Hey, look. The Lord told Abraham to take his son up to the mountain and told him to kill him. He did? Abraham strapped him down, was ready to... (laughs) He sure did. (laughs) And he said, as a result of your obedience, your descendants will be as the stars in the sky. That was was faith. Okay. I think that's what he's saying. Those people were there... I'm saying that that the possibility, if but one soul is one, if one soul is converted to the kingdom and God chose to use that family for that purpose, then so be it. I know another murderer that that preaches at a church with 3,000 people in it. Yep. And I really like him. And... He's never asked for forgiveness. He's never said to the family or publicly, which the Bible commands you to do. Fabian, you don't know that. You don't know that. Okay. Now, truthfully, true speaking, I like Maury Davis too, don't get me wrong. But he has, has definitely preached the gospel, but he needs to do that one thing, and that's publicly confess it. And in the Nashville scene, when he was asked about that, that interview that he gave, and he's given a couple, you should read the transcripts from those interviews. So, Baby, <laughs> and you're going to go by the Nashville scene, one of the most liberal papers other than the Tennessean that well, we have here? It's not the only interview. In the other two interviews that I read, one was a Texas paper. It was a Christian paper, actually. Um, the interview was the same. He He made the same statement. But my point is, is that if one guy, that his his crime was just as grisly, less victims, but just as grisly, can get that opportunity. Why can't this young man get that opportunity? Because look what Davis has done. 
Just saying. All right, last political topic, and we we kind of got off there. Uh, political topic, and then uh, we'll make this one a quickie. But if many of you have seen the changes, the mooch is uh, uh, gone. Uh, General Kelly. General <laughs> Kelly took over the White House on Monday morning, and if you all remember on the program Friday night over on uh, Political Straight Talk, I said that the only reason he agreed to take that job is if he had full authority over the White House. Well, on five different newspapers, two conservative, three liberal, it says Kelly takes over as chief of staff with full White House authority. Good. Let's put Jared and Ivana and Ivanka and all them in check. Well, I think Jared and Ivanka need to go. I think if they're going to help the president be an advisor, which he has every right to make them advisors, um, not in the White House. I think they should work over at the EOE, the old executive office building. Here's the last question of the day, because I'm hearing rumblings about it from Republicans and Democrats yet again. I even heard a story about Pence's selecting the drapes for his Oval Office. Yeah, does, I heard that too. Does Trump get impeached? And when I say impeached, for those of you that don't know, the impeachment process takes two steps. First, you have to be impeached by the House and brought up on charges. The Senate then will hear the charges, and they will vote. You need a two-thirds majority vote to be removed from the presidency. Or you can go by the 25th Amendment. Any cabinet member can call for a no-confidence vote, at which time a simple majority of cabinet members can remove you from office under the 25th Amendment. I don't think they can do a no-confidence vote. The stock market has been the highest ever. Unemployment is down. Uh, There's more people working that's been working in the – I can't remember how long. I mean, there's so many things that are going well. Well, congratulations to Obama's economic policies. Actually, if you study if you study economics, you will find that a presidential a president's policies don't begin to be felt as far as economics go until two to four years after they've been implemented. Look, there ain't nobody going to tell me that the stock market is because of Obama. It's just no, not. Stock- the stock market is actually because of Trump. I'm just playing devil's advocate. Does Trump get impeached, yes or no? Tammy? No. No. Tricia? No. Does he win re-election in 2020? If yeah. he runs. Now, that's an interesting thing right there. Yeah. He's raising money. He's going to run. He's going to win. Yeah, he'll win. He'll win. Do any of you all still put Never Trump at your stuff? No. No. We want to thank everybody for tuning in here at Ragtag Radio. If you have a topic you'd like for us to discuss, feel free to send it to us, media at ragtagpatriots.com. We enjoy doing these every week. We do have some special guests lined up. They'll be coming in the, in the in a little bit. Coming weeks, we will be back to a format next week. Of, we'll have a topic. Um, hopefully, we'll go over it 
and you guys can ask questions and participate. Uh, on behalf of the Board of Directors of Ragtag Patriots, I am Fabian, and we'd like to say have a good night, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.